0: This is Jocko podcast number 44 with echo Charles and me Jocko Willink good evening echo good evening and the last podcast number 43 went a little bit long sure we did not get to the Q&A and that's that's one of the nice things about having a podcast having a forum that we actually and can do whatever we want with if it goes long. That's cool. We'll just let it go along we can go down that road <laughs> Now Some people might say oh you went too far down that road. Okay, that's fine you can Press stop you can go proceed somewhere else. Some people say I wish you would have gone further down that road, so We're just kind of going off of instinct here what to me like, okay, think we think we went far enough down that road. We're good there, but we did not get to q and a, and so that's what we're gonna do today. Do some q and a questions from the interwebs, which is always good. a lot of people, tons of questions, definitely appreciate all the questions that are coming through and i'm I apologize I can't get to all of them. I will say this. I've talked to some some troopers out in the field and they're 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 like yeah, we know what you're going to say. Like when a question comes, which is awesome. That means I'm working myself out of a job. If you're out there and you already know what the answer to the question is, that's awesome. That means cool. You figured it out. You know what you need to do. Go educate someone else. Go help <laughs> someone else go. So it's cool that people are starting to understand I think the the holistic mindset <laughs> that's going on here and that's very positive to me. Now that being said there's always questions that come through sometimes even I'm go okay well let me think about that one and some of them are really obvious I got on you know I got on uh, on Twitter the other day <laughs> somebody asked me somebody said hey what have you learned about people or about humans since you you know kind of entered the world of social media on a, on a large scale and I wrote back that I've figured out that humans Don't Google things before they ask you the question on Twitter (laughs) Because sometimes people just ask me, you know the just uh, a question that you could Google faster They'll ask me about a you know just some quote not one of my quotes, but a Shakespeare quote or a book or a military unit, you know Mm -hmm. Um, Man man Google that don't ask me if you want to ask me a specific question that I might know someone, that's cool. That's awesome. I'm more than happy to answer it. Also, I get asked 12 times a day, what time do you go to sleep at night? So, I just write 11. <laughs> and people aren't laughing about that. Anyways, but we do get some awesome questions from the interwebs as well. And the other thing that's cool about answering questions from the interwebs is it does make me think about that specific question. Situation that someone's in and a have I experienced it before which maybe I have maybe I haven't I've at least Probably seen it before or some version of it, but then once you answer a question about it It quantifies in your brain. It solidifies it in your brain And now when I get asked that question again, I'm like, boom I can answer it more I Can answer with a little more authority because I've seen it before yeah, that makes it better so basically what I'm saying is when I get Forced to a- answer questions, I am learning. Just like when I'm reading yeah. a book, I'm learning. When I'm answering a question, I'm learning.
1: Yeah, just like when you teach, it, move. It, when you teach a move. When you teach a move
0: in jujitsu, you get better at that move. No yeah. doubt about it. And that—that's why it is beneficial for me. And I appreciate all these questions that everybody asks me because they make me smarter. Yeah. So, all right, rock and roll. All
1: right, question number one. This one was for you and Sam Harris. Sam that's Harris. Strange. That's right. Sam Harris is in here, by the way. But the question is, I would like to start BJJ training, but worry about injury. What are your thoughts? Yes.
0: Now, I, I actually, we had these questions prepared for, to answer on the tail end of 43. And right. I will say this. People want to know what's in my mindset about things. You know, what am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Here's one thing. And you might notice this pattern if you if you pay attention, close attention to the podcast. You might notice there's a pattern that usually after these crazy dark books, right? right. I usually roll that first question in the question and answer period this is about jujitsu. Right. Like right. Let's, just, relax let's just let's relax bit. a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. posted. Uh, somebody ca- BJJ caveman came and rolled with me. Yeah. And someone was telling me someone that I know was telling me like yeah, my friend saw the picture the video of you rolling. And they were like, he looks like the happiest I've ever seen him. And I was like, well, yeah, I was on the map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the that's very general time. idea between let's just go from the intensity generally of a combat situation from a book into, all right, now we can take a wrap off and we can talk about jujitsu. Yep. I like that.
1: Yeah, makes sense
0: for sure. So – BJJ training and you're worried about injuries that makes sense actually I got some I've got to ask this question a few times people that rely on their hands To work uh, one guy's a professional actually two guys were professional guitarists. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, and
0: they're sketched out about doing jiu-jitsu uh, Anybody that has a job that relies on a lot of physicality you you are at risk because you're you know You're doing a sport now injuries absolutely happen in jiu-jitsu It it is a contact sport and you can get injured while you're doing it. You can get injured in the, any sport that you do. Yeah. A, any sport that you do. The the worst. My I hurt my knee. I had an eighty percent tear on my MCL. Mm-hmm. Did it surfing. Yeah. You know, been heel hooked by Dean Lister thousands thousands and thousands of times. Never had a knee injury. Mm-hmm. I'm out surfing and it hurt my knee. So yeah. you can get hurt doing anything. But so so you have to be careful, right? And I think one of the best one of the most critical ways to be careful in jujitsu is by make sure that you're picking the right training partners. Yeah. Because there's some knucklehead training partners at every gym and they're they're a 20, 22 year old male mm-hmm. uh who has a lot of testosterone and has a very sensitive ego and so he's looking just to Crush everyone, mm-hmm. so you got to watch out for that guy and I, and actually i shouldn't I shouldn't actually paint that so broad brush because there's plenty of people that are that are older people with a big ego and younger people there's people there's just basically you got to watch out for these knuckleheads that are going to go crazy,
1: yeah, some people don't know better too you know they're just they just happen to be big and strong and they're not sure. being knuckleheads sure. they're just like yeah, they're getting it you know they're they' told rolling. me to
0: grab the arm and pull
1: I'm trying to pass that guard I don't <laughs> know that much technique. I'm just gonna go hard. Yeah,
0: know. no, that, you're right. They're 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 not intentionally being aggressive, right. but jujitsu is an aggressive sport, yeah. and if you happen to be 260 pounds, yeah. that can be problematic. Yeah. So you want to fl- and, and and I know it sounds weird if it goes well. I don't roll some purple belt that's just gonna run through me. No, actually, you do yeah. the purple belt. The chance of you getting hurt by a purple belt are infinitely less than you getting hurt by a white belt.
1: Absolutely true.
0: And the higher you go up, the more accurate that is, unless of course you're a, you're a you're a problem,
1: right? Or you're
0: a bully, mm-hmm. and there needs to be a regulatory situation happening. In which yeah. case, a black belt is not going to, you know,
1: yeah, he uh, uh, he won't injure you. Though that's the thing. True. It's like true. I think when you enter fighting sports, punishment isn't being beat up. You get beat up. That's part of the game. True. It's more. It's more of like an embarrassment thing, or like just or like a wear. Just yeah, humbled. yeah. Like they're gonna wear you out. You know, or make you look like you suck, or I don't... It's 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 more of like a lesson thing in that way. No. It's not like getting beat up. Yeah,
0: I, I, I agree with you. Now, another piece of this, and I, I... This is just a reality, okay? Doing stand-up, you have a higher chance of getting hurt. Like, doing takedowns, oh, going yeah. hard takedowns, yeah. either judo-style takedowns or wrestling-style takedowns, you have a higher chance of... Getting a knee injury or an ankle injury. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So you be careful. Just think about what you're doing there. Um, with with, with stand ups. you know, if you're a person that's, you know, do you got to get to learn some basic takedowns? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But do you need to step in there night after night and get your full on wrestling mm-hmm. practice together? And as, as you, if you're a 43 year old person that, you know, you're a 43 year old cop that's working the beat. You, you know, you need to know takedowns. Don't get me wrong. You need to train them. You need to study them. You need to make sure you know how to do them. Do you need to out wrestle somebody in a in a wrestling situation? Probably not. You know, you're you're not going to need to do that. Yeah. So just use caution with takedowns. Um, make sure you know how to do them. But as you get to where you want to not get injured is your one of your primary
2: uh, oh. thoughts in <laughs> yeah. training.
0: Then just be careful to stand up. Um, yeah. Obviously, do a good warm up, and this is something I'm just the worst uh, perpetrator of not warming up well. I like to warm up by rolling. So, uh, and actually, now I do usually do one round where I'm just kind of chilling and just kind of rolling flow. But I used to not even do that. I used to just like clap hands and go. So, don't do that. Obviously, keep your ego in check. And I'll tell you another thing, and I was talking about this with Greg Train the other day because Greg Train popped his rib. Yeah. And. He was just saying to me, his ribs recovered now, but he was saying to me, You know, he's like, I think you don't get injured because you work out all the time. And I'm like, I agree with you 100%. So I believe that you should work out on a regular basis. And somebody just asked me, Do you train and lift on the same days? And I said, Yeah, absolutely. I train and lift. I train and lift every day. Um, So. Get your workout program going on, you know, make sure you maintain that some people when they start doing jiu-jitsu They're, they're going so crazy That they use all this muscle and so they go I can't, I'm not gonna work out because I'm just getting a workout No wrong answer mm-hmm. keep working out As a matter of fact You should and I always encourage working out lifting doing your Metcon doing whatever before you do jiu mm. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I want to be tired when I show up to jujitsu and fight in a worse scenario You know make it harder for myself I don't want to show up and and be all fresh and, like, that's going to happen every day. No. I like to be tired, worn out, stressed system, and then show up and still get after it on the mats.
1: Yeah. That part's pretty advanced, though, to do it like that. I, gotta say, I mean, being new is the question. I, I've done that
0: the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And and I've done that, too, before, and good. Yeah. It, you, it, you Do you work out after? You lift weights after you train jiu-jitsu? I've done both. Okay. okay. What do you do fresh. normally?
1: I do one and like, I don't do two days normally. Oh,
0: so you, when you roll into the mat, you're like all fresh.
1: In a matter of <laughs> speaking, yeah. Fresher <laughs> than I would be if I did a workout before. Yes. Okay. Put it that way. That's no, cool. No, As that's of right now, that is how it is. Yes, for sure. But b- before and even when I was training for competition and stuff. Oh, yeah. And even, yeah, like maybe like two years, three years ago, maybe. Um, Yeah, I'd work out do the workout first and then go roll out. like in the
0: I think that's the plan um as much as you can work on your flexibility yeah and this is something that I again this is a big fail area in my book I'm not flexible as I should be and if you are more flexible your injury levels are gonna go down yeah so you know stretch and it's real easy stuff that you know everyone Says to do you know when you're sitting there on the mat even when you're sitting on the mat and the teacher's teaching You know try to go to a lotus position try and you know, just do stretches while you're doing that if you're sitting around Just stretch while you're sitting around while you're working on your computer sit in a way that you're getting some kind of stretch So so stretch and be flexible as much as you can now another thing I kind of talked about guitarists and Anybody you know a surgeon anybody that's Working with their hands and wants to protect their fingers. Mm -hmm. I would recommend maybe emphasizing more nogi where you're not grabbing onto that gi all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. And again, fingers get caught up in there, and you twists or something yeah. too, and yank them. There's actually, still, so, yeah. Every it, time, pretty much. It, it's fairly another.
0: common. Um, I actually, my worst finger injury was actually no gi, so that's and I only did it a couple months ago, which is just and it was just a bizarre, you know, it's a bizarre incident. I, it was one of those things. So yeah. th- that's why. It's really hard for me to straight-up encourage somebody that needs their fingers yeah. like no no you don't worry You're not gonna get no no no, mm-hmm. you can't get her now. <laughs> I've had one finger injury You know significant finger injury in 20 plus years. Yeah, so you can get a finger injury Cutting the carrots on the you know in the kitchen so You know you got to be careful but there's no guarantee that you're not going to hurt, and I'll tell you. And the other thing is, I, I will say this: you got some chance of getting injured, right? But there's also some massive physical and mental benefits that will likely outweigh the injuries, the perceived injuries, or the possible injuries that you might get. Yeah. So you're just gonna be healthier. Your your fingers are gonna be stronger. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you might get some f- injured fingers, uh, but you are also gonna have fingers that are stronger. Your grip is gonna be stronger. So that's beneficial. Yeah. Your mind is going to be stronger. Your cardiovascular system is going to be stronger. So there's a lot of benefits to jujitsu that outweigh, in my mind, the possibility of having an injury. Yeah, I mean, the possibility of having a catastrophic injury is pretty small, especially if you train smart. Agree. It really is. Agree. Absolutely agree.
1: Yes. And when you think about it, even of the people that you know, over 20 years, that's a lot of people yeah. that, you know, who's had a, any kind of major injury. Well, really.
0: if you count, it depends what you count as a major injury. But, you know, if you blow out your knee, that means you're going to be down. You're going to be six months of surgery or whatever. Surgery and six months of rehab and then another three months before you can train. That's, you know, that's a year. Yeah, And and, and that could be, some people consider that catastrophic injury. Yeah. I know I would be devastated. But at the same time, you know, I heard, I got neck surgery. I was out for a bit. Yeah. Don't even remember it now flash in the pan who right. cares whatever yeah deal with it I played more guitar during that time you know what I mean good times
1: yeah and the and the, in uh, in reference to this question Man, this is anything you do guys on the basketball court all the time Oh, oh sure. I'll go up for, for just sure. recreational basketball pick up game weekend whatever yeah. ball their knee ankle whatever, yep. you know I had I mean I've been in the game what 12 years I had won because I was getting nuts in a tournament Bicep tear, major injury, you yep. know, out for, you know, a year or whatever. But other than that, never been injured because of That's a submission. a lot
0: of training, too.
1: Yeah. in full speed training, competition, like everything. in As far as submission holds go, never been injured in a submission. You know how, like, guys would double yeah, tap your sure. timer? No, you should you
0: definitely, if you're a smart jiu-jitsu player, you'll never get injured from somebody trying a submission on you because you tap. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you tap and look, it's not going to not hurt. You know, if you tap too yeah. late, usually it's just you get hurt. Maybe your shoulders kind of whatever for a week or but you can still train. It's not an injury. Put yep. it that way. Yep. You know, and even if yeah, even if you're you're big, small, I think that's pretty common. It's really rare that I see. Oh, I'm, my ACL is out because of a heel hook, maybe in competition because yeah, you're trying to win. Yeah. You weren't trying to tap. There's a few. OK, but yeah, generally speaking, it's surprising almost. That it's that safe it when is when you consider when you, you know? consider
0: what the objective of the sport yeah. is to break and destroy people's limbs, yeah the fact that it rarely happens I know. it just rarely happens, yeah, so yes, be careful, there's no guarantees yeah. but train
1: back to the training partner's part, you know when you the first mm-hmm. one where you're saying, um be careful who you train with and stuff like that, so sometimes especially like let's say if you're older. Or um, even if you're a girl and you go in and, and, you know, you're the only girl. And, you know, some people, they, they like let's say the guy doesn't know any better and he's going hard. You can tell when he starts to go hard. Sometimes it can be awkward to kind of say, hey, you know, like respectfully, I'm not going to roll with you. Mm-hmm. Because, of you know, it's it's kind of like asking someone to dance and them saying no. yeah You know, like, oh, it's like rejection. So it's awkward. So sometimes people will just tough it out and be like, oh, I'll just try to endure. I think if you can, fi- you know. If you can go through that and really look out for yourself where, you know, the guy's going nuts. It's obviously – usually he's not trying to go nuts and hurt uh-huh. you. That's pretty rare. But they don't know any better. They're a white belt or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they're just bigger and stronger or whatever. And, and they're going nuts. You got you to gotta find a good tactful way to be like, hey, I, I respect you. Yeah. But – I'm concerned about like just my injuries or whatever. Yeah, just you
0: know what? Hey, sorry, I only roll with people under one thirty because I have a you know uh, yeah injured rib. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there you go. Just, yeah. just is that a white lie? Maybe it is, but I don't think it's a malicious. But yeah, situation. white lies are fine when you're breaking. Sam your Harris. I apologize for uh, telling people to tell a little white lie to save themselves <laughs> massive injuries, catastrophic <laughs> yeah. injuries.
1: Yeah, but again, it's like telling someone no when they ask you to dance you can tell white lies the fact is you know man for my own reasons I don't want to dance you know
0: yeah, but it might be okay to say, "Oh, sorry, um, I'm here with Billy over there, and and so I can't dance with you." And that's actually going to make you feel better than just like, "Hey, you know what? Actually, I don't like you." Yeah, yeah. You kind of disgust me, yeah. so I'm not dancing with you. Walk away. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is it necessary to do that? Probably not. Maybe the little white lie is okay. Helps. Yeah. Again, Sam Harris, apologize. <laughs> We're encouraging lying.
1: Yeah. It's like saying, like, I'm not going to say. Hey, You're a spaz. You're a liability. You might hurt me because of what you don't know how to do. I'm not going to roll with you. That's yeah. different. You, know? you, you offended the guy. Yeah. Most
0: likely. So, actually, we're, we're actually talking about that while you are on the jiu-jitsu mats, doing physical jiu-jitsu. Sometimes you got to throw in a little mental jiu yep. in the situation and just <laughs> manipulate a little yeah. bit the mentality of your training partners. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that is in the spirit of safety. Indeed. Because I don't think Jocko would ever say that to anybody. He'd be like, oh, you're a spaz, bring it on, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. you got to deal with them, people. You know, next question.
0: When dealing with new groups of folks. Hey, before you go there, by the way, sometimes you should train with someone that's really the spaz and harder and bigger than you. You should do that sometimes. Now, you should use caution when you do it. Maybe you can get that. I would rather if my like my son, if I'm going to have him train with someone that's big and strong, I'm going to have him train with you. I'm going to have him train with Dean. yeah, Because I know that you guys will give him enough strength to, you know, but you're not going to hurt him because he's only 140 pounds. Yes. But I, I don't want to give the impression here like sometimes you got to roll with that. Sometimes you got to roll with somebody that's big, strong, and doesn't know what they're doing just so you're – now you and I know what to do there. But if you're a, a blue belt or a, or a – Yeah, if you're a blue belt and a big wrestler shows and you weigh 165 pounds and a wrestler shows up that weighs 240 and it's his third day (laughs) and you're a young guy, you know, it's it's a good idea to roll with that person because they're gonna do things you aren't expecting. They're really strong. They're gonna be trying really hard, and you want to be you want to be you want to train for yourself for the unexpected. So basically, don't just we. I'm not saying. When I say, you know, watch your training partners, I'm not saying for a normal person that's training, crawl into a a safety bubble while you're on the mats. No, especially people that are, you know, young and fit. You should be training with every person you can. Every different body style, try them out. Big wrestlers, small people, lanky people, train with them all because that gets you used to all those different body styles. It improves your game. Yep. I'm saying if you are very concerned about injuries because you have a job that requires you to, you know, use your hands or walk or whatever, then you go, okay, you know what? I need to take the long, the long vision here, the long fight, the long war, yeah. and really be selective on my training partners.
1: Absolutely correct. Yes, just like how I mean, just like how the question is, I'm, I want to start. Jiu Jitsu, Mm. and I'm worried about it. So exactly, that guy
0: use your use your your brain
1: exactly. But just like how you said, when you get to about blue belt, you got to start introducing more challenges in different ways. And absolutely correct, man. Because if if you don't if you don't, and you can let's say you're not used to let's say you're used to the same training partners all Mm -hmm. the time, and you train with. You know, blue belts, purple belts. There's specific and very effective jujitsu moves for other jujitsu moves, right? So it's yeah. like, don't turn your back. All these rules that are pretty fundamental that rarely should be broken, and we all know them. So you roll with a guy who's his third day is an athletic wrestler. He doesn't know those rules. Mm-hmm. But now, so he puts you outside of the whole format of jiu Yeah. And if you don't know it, it's like, dang, it's almost like my jiu-jitsu not really working that good, you yep. know, yep. if you're not used to it. But if you are used to it, you'd be like, okay.
0: And that's know? such a good technique to use with people, right? When yeah. you're dealing with people, people, like people's personalities, people have a personality that they, that's how they deal with things. And they get people, they funnel people into their world. So if you have to break... That just step outside their world, like, don't get drawn into people's worlds, right? Don't mm-hmm. get drawn into people's strengths. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but don't get drawn into their strengths, don't get drawn into their way of fighting yeah, yeah. because it's not you're not going to be able to win that battle because you do it all day long, right? So, just come at them from a different angle, usually disarm them somehow instead of being confrontational. We and this is just normal stuff, but instead of being confrontational with somebody, take a little flank and maybe you know, massage their ego a little bit. Just but that's it, it's the exact same thing. Yep. If if people have a way of doing things and you can get outside their pattern, you have a better chance of getting a victory
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how that works All right When dealing with new groups of folks, when do you do decentralized command right away or gradually? As in slowly give them trust or slowly take it away as needed
0: Again, this is a good solid question. This is something that people ask on a fairly regular basis and it's a pretty straightforward answer, um, okay, you can't obviously just right away just, just give people full autonomy because you have to build it up somewhat incrementally, give them the opportunity to be on their own now. And what 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 you're really building, what you're really building with Decentralized Command is you're building trust. And, and that that's what you're trying to do. And... As I've said before, the best way to build trust is to give trust. But before you give trust, you've got to set expectations. You've got to set standards. you got to set guidelines. Because this person that you're just... I mean, this is a new person. You, they, they, might be a, they might be a crazy. They might be incompetent. They might have a totally different vision of what's okay than you might... They might be unethical. There's all kinds of things mm-hmm. that they might be that you cannot allow for. So what you have to do is... Set those standards, set those guidelines, and put those put those guardrails in place so that you make sure that this person is ethical. make sure that they do are professional, make sure that they do have the same standards, make sure that they understand the expectations you set for them and that's that's when you can start to hand out more slack and more. Ownership because we don't want to micromanage. When I talk about parameters, I'm not talking about telling people exactly how to do it. But Mm -hmm. let's say you and I started working together, and you were my subordinate. If we fast forward two years from now, I'd be like, "Hey, Echo, this is what we're trying to get done. Make it happen. I'll, you know, check back with me when it's done. Mm -hmm. Right? That's how much leeway I'm giving you. I don't even care. Mm -hmm. But when we first started working together, I mean, hey, Echo, here's what we want to get done. Can you come up with a plan and then and then let me know? Let me take a look at what you're going to do. Boom." Now, I'm still letting you f- fully own the plan, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do a little check. I'm going to make sure that it's the right, gym, I'm going to make sure it's a good plan. I'm going to make sure it's a smart plan. I'm going to make sure it handles our our resources correctly. So all those things, I'm just going to... And then the more we work together, the more we build the trust, the more you understand the expectations, the less guidance I'm going to give you, the less oversight I'm going to give you. Because yeah. I'm get built up... Because you've built up trust with me, and I've built up trust with you. So that's important. I also want you to be able to make your own decisions because I don't want to be making decisions all the time. You know, so uh, even when you even in the first scenario, when I've been working with you for a long time, you know, I say, hey, Echo, go figure this out. You go, you go handle it. You get it done. When we first start working together, you might come to me and say, hey Jocko, I hit this wall. What do you want me to do here? Mm-hmm. What do you think I'm gonna say? Figure it out. I'm gonna say figure it out. I'm gonna say, hey man, I I don't know what's your what's your best guess? Or how would you do it? Or you know, if we knew each other a little bit better, I'd say, "Hey, man, don't come asking me those questions. Go figure that out. I don't care how you do it. Just get yeah. around that wall. Yeah. Boom, and we're done." And <laughs> now the other one, other key part of this is, oftentimes, if you take over a new team, you may want to, you may want to start off by setting the example. By running the perfect operation, by going from end to end with some project that you set the standard on how you want things to be. So everybody looks at you and goes, okay, that's how, okay, I see how he did that. Whoa, he wants that done. Oh, he holds the line on that. So that way everybody knows what the standard is. Mm -hmm. So there's, and, and I would always, you know, I mean, I would always, when I start off, when I take over a platoon, take over a squad, like, okay. We're doing this operation cool. Here's how I would run it very distinctly very clearly be the guy mm. And then as time goes on and trust develops I'm gonna become less and less the guy and more and more the The decentralized leader that's stepping back and letting the frontline troopers lead. That's what I'm gonna try and make happen mm. um, as always When you do start with a new group, it's real easy be humble listen take advice Ask ask questions. Ask quest- good ask good questions about things. That you, if there's something you don't understand, ask the question. No big deal. Make the slow incremental changes like Hackworth talks about in Steal My Soldier's Heart. It's going to change two things a day. Not going to change the whole world overnight. You can't do it. No. So he's going to change two things a day. That being said, he also did some major. Do you remember? If you remember this, Hackworth, he gets in there and the guys have radios and they got guitars and they got all this stuff. And he goes, yeah, put all that stuff in the middle of the compound. It's out of here tomorrow. Right, that was a major change. Mm-hmm. So he went and kind of shook him up a little bit, but then he goes, okay, now I gotta go to the long war. I'm gonna change two little things a day. And mm-hmm. that's what he did. So sometimes it's a combination of those two. Sometimes you gotta give, send a little shock value. Like, hey, new sheriff in town. That's what they used to say in the SEAL team. So a new commanding officer would come sure. over. If he would do, so a lot of times they'd do something to assert their presence. Mm-hmm. like hey I'm here now no more parking in the back lot <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> sure. or hey new new CEO I just took over no more wearing this uniform to this place okay so everyone go okay new sheriff in town mm-hmm. let, let's let let him get this out of his system <laughs> oh so do
1: they do they typically react in that way where they're like like that's why I see what you're doing there yeah, pretty it's, much it's
0: cool pretty much the seal teams oh, it would be like, oh, okay, yeah, hey, new sheriff in town. Hey, he just came up with a new rule for us to follow, so we know he's here. Cool, right? Like, that was. So, he, we, so it's we, not
1: like ah, oh, he's. Uh, it's not like some resentment or nothing. Ma- for maybe that kind the of stuff. guys
0: that are less mature. I hate to use that word, but maybe yeah. guys that weren't quite as in the game would right. be like, "Man, what's he doing this for?" Yeah. Maybe yeah. hey, bro, don't worry about it. It's new sheriff yeah, in town. He's, how- he's got. It. He's letting us know where he, he's here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's got it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We got it, so we're all good. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's cool.
0: Uh, but occasionally, see, occasionally you get somebody that that comes in. Uh, you notice the things that I just said were were fairly irrelevant. Like, hey, don't wear this uniform to there, or hey, don't park in this park, Whatever, those are fairly inconsequential things, mm-hmm. and those things are are okay actually. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, you'd see somebody come in and try and do a, you know, execute some kind of a a fundamental change, and that's where you go, wait a second, man, you've been here for. A day and a half, and you want to execute a fundamental change on what we're doing here? There's a we have a problem with that. We as we as the troops have a problem with that because you don't know. How do you know? Yeah. We've been doing I've been doing this for. I was at SEAL Team One for eight years. You know, you're going to show up. I've been here for five years. You're going to tell me how it's better to do this, yeah. and, and I, that might not be the right attitude for a young guy like myself to have. But that's the attitude that you're going to generate if you come in and try and make fundamental changes without assessing. Yeah. So show some tactical patience when you come in and say, okay, let me check this out. Again, just to refer back to the hack, the Hackworth story, Hackworth was going to take over a battalion that was all jacked up. Mm. They were called the Hopeless, right? And he wanted to turn them into the Hardcore. So he, his shocking thing that he did was meant to shock, mm-hmm. and it was also meant to square them away, and it was also the right thing to do, and they also had a bad reputation. If he went in and, and took over a really good battalion, he wouldn't go in there with the same shock and awe type treatment because yeah, yeah. they don't need it. Yeah. So you got to... You got to think about what you're doing, but in most cases, unless you're taking over some kind of a problem situation, there you might have to use a little shock and awe. If you're taking over a normal shit situation, oh, the boss got promoted. You're going to go into get, go into this parole, Hey, no problem. Come mm-hmm. in there, be humble, listen. Then, as you see fit, make some small incremental changes.
1: Yeah, like the shock and awe thing will probably work against you in a in a in a normal situation.
0: Oh yeah, it'll definitely work against you. It'll <laughs> definitely work against you. Now you now because now you're now, think about it. Now you're imposing a plan on people. Yeah, yeah. People don't like to have plans imposed upon them. I they know. don't like it. Yeah, uh, but... they don't like it. Even even the big uh, controlled military where everyone's in a uh, chain of command. No, no one in the military likes to have big uh, new. Ideas imposed upon them without thought and without assessment and without explanation Mm. and without telling people why no you don't do that yeah And that what you want and (laughs) what you want to do is by doing all those things by building that trust by setting the standards by setting The guidelines by putting the guardrails in place by listening by respecting by being humble What you will do is you will lead people to lead themselves and that's what you want. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, explaining why I feel like that's maybe an underappreciated thing.
0: I'll tell you what; it's not underappreciated in my book. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the absolute. That is the that's a critical piece. Oh, well, yeah. Even explaining I mean, people why they're doing what they're
1: doing, you could go in and. I mean, really, when you think about, it, you could go in and change some fundamental thing. If you explain why and everyone's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But just like are you saying, if you if you roll in and you're just you make a fundamental change, everyone's like, bro, we were doing it that way for a reason, <laughs> and you just came and changed. it, But if you explain why and they understand, it makes more sense. And you, you get know?
0: feedback because maybe what you said is the wrong decision, Yeah. Right? You yeah. might be saying something that's like, but well, you know what, you didn't think that through really all that well. Yeah, uh-huh. and you need to discuss this with the with the troops and figure out what their assessment of of your call is.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, Again, one of those things where when we talk about it like this, it's like, yeah, yep, that makes perfect sense, but it's, I don't know. It it seems.
0: You know what's funny is on the podcast, just as an example, we talked fairly shortly about going to the podcast once every two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't really give a good explanation of why, and you know what feedback I got? <laughs> <laughs> It was know, like, what? hey, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, Wait, well, no, <laughs> when this thing comes out on Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Jocko. <laughs> well, I don't know what your problem is. The podcast comes out on Wednesday. And I, and, and I got that feedback from numerous people, um, not only on social media, but also in face-to-face, you know, yeah, yeah. people that texted me and called me and said, bro, you can't go to once a week. Yeah. And there was people that would say, hey, first of all, if you're going to do that, you need to set some kind of warning. You need to let people know. <laughs> we need some time. So it was, it was, it was funny. But the, the essential thing that I did not do is say, hey, guys, here's what's going on. Here's why I would want to do this in a different way. And I didn't really explain that. You know, we just kind of, because it wasn't a, an actual decision that was getting made, it was a consideration. The consideration has been revoked, by the way. <laughs> We're holding the line. <laughs> you know, we're holding the line. And when we do have to do that, which may or may not happen, but it, I will explain why in great detail so everyone understands where I'm coming from. Because <laughs> I don't want to leave anybody
1: hanging. Yeah, they're going you you know, to be like, hey, Jocko, I, I feel like you don't really understand what's going on
0: here. You know, <laughs> On the front lines? <laughs> yeah, you don't. On really the front know. lines, we're waiting for that podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Right, next question. Jocko what are some workouts to progress in becoming more relaxed in the water I need to lower my heart rate
0: okay again this is a a good question it's actually a little bit of a universal question that's why again I like to take questions that apply universally to multiple things becoming comfortable in the water is very important water makes you better water makes you a better person and I'll tell you I've said this before and the SEAL team is one of the Things that makes us good in the seal things we have to deal with water and water is a pain in the ass It yeah. ruins things it floods things it stops things it stops guns from working it stops radios from working It stops humans from working you drown in it. It's water is very tough to deal with It's a very harsh environment especially the ocean water I, I used to say that every time you go in the water It's a real world op because you can get killed you can get killed yeah. in the ocean You can get killed in the ocean today yeah. if you make the wrong moves, so you definitely need to be comfortable in the water. Now, first things first, w- water will kill you. Water will kill you. You will die. Yep. If you make mistakes in the water, you will die. So, whoever is wrote this question and whoever's going to heed my advice here, note and be advised that water will kill you. So, when you swim, you got to have a lifeguard. And there's a couple... Examples: A guy uh, in my that when I went through SEAL training with, who was a stud, a complete stud. He was the honor man of my buds class, and a great guy. I mean, not just. I mean, it's cool to be honor man. It means you're a good athlete, but he, this guy was also beyond. That was just a great guy, extremely motivated. His name was Keith Kamura, and he was practicing breath holds. As he was, and he, this is you know after we went through SEAL training and he had gone to a SEAL team and served and had come back to be a SEAL instructor, and he was practicing breath holds during a during an evolution for the students. Mm and while all that was going on you know they're doing stuff with the students and he's down there practicing breath holds like on his own kind he was on his well he was in the group but on his own if that makes sense so there's a big evolution going on mm-hmm. and while this big evolution going on he's kind of doing his own thing right, right right and he died he was doing breath holds he stayed down there he had a shallow water blackout and he he died and it was awful i mean what a what an incredible incredible guy. Um we also had some seals in 2015 um that were in Virginia Beach, you know, young studs getting after it, training super hard and they they both died in in the in the pool in Virginia Beach. And again, you know, these are frogmen, these guys are pushing themselves and you know, trying to make themselves better. And they pushed that envelope and that's what SEALs do. And they pushed it and they went over the line. And unfortunately, they were training together at the same time. So you gotta be safe. You you got don't train alone and don't train with someone that's doing the same thing as you at the same time. You can't yeah. endure the same thing together. You yeah. know, it's a real it's it's a real simple rule. It's a one up, one down. Mm-hmm. So if it's your turn to train, I stay out. Right. And then you do your evolutions, and then when you're done, okay, now it's my turn to train. You stay out and you watch me. It's one up, one down. That's the that has to be the standard. Again, people don't don't play around with the water. You know, I've had shallow water blackouts, mm-hmm. and you they just come, and that's it. You're unconscious, and and if you if someone's not there to drag you out, you're gonna drown. You're gonna die. That's it. Yeah. And they, again, it's sort of. You, you can tell that they're coming a little bit, and you mm. get used to them. But it's sort of like getting choked out in jujitsu. Yeah, you know you've been choked out before, right? Yeah, many times. Yeah, so you think you're gonna make it. Yeah, and, and then and then you don't. And you can push it too. That's the thing, especially yep. when you're training.
1: Like when I'm trying to get stronger at like chokes, and you want to be if you have some fight in you, you know, you want to be able to 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 fight. You know, so you push it a lot of mm-hmm. times, especially when you have experience. Mm-hmm. You push it a little bit, and then sometimes because you just gotta go. You can feel the blackout coming, but once you go right past that yep. point, you're, you can't tap anymore and nope. you go out. Nope. Jiu Jitsu is safe because
0: usually the guy can feel you go out and he let you go. But, bro, in the water? It's like a, you know what the event horizon is in a black hole? Yeah. That little, there's a line. Yeah, if you go over that line, line, you're done. Yep. And that's exactly what happens with your consciousness. You're you, you 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 can see that line. You're watching. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm gonna be it okay. I'm gonna make it. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. Yep. And you're over the line. You're in the black hole. And that's yep. it. So be very very careful when you're doing this. Always have a swim buddy. Swim with a lifeguard. All that stuff. Um, now, the question back to the question beyond the safety portion is how do you get more comfortable in the water? You spend time in the water. Swim, surf. Spear fishing snorkeling scuba diving survival floating breath holds treading water. Just That's how you get comfortable in the waters by being in the water give yourself little challenges swim with swim with t-shirts in your hands swim with your clothes on swim D-jock while you know just all those things to get to be in the water and do things and swim and that's how you get more comfortable in the water and you'll rapidly increase your ability to be in the water and handle yourself in the water and you'll be much more calm in the water. And the reason I said this is a universal question is because it's the same thing with just about everything else that you're gonna do. It's the same thing with swimming, it's the same thing with doing, pull. you wanna get good at pull-ups, do more Mm pull-ups. You wanna get better at public speaking, Get up and start doing public speaking. Same thing with shooting. Like when people first start shooting and they're all intimidated by firearms, it's because they're not used to them. So spend time shooting. Spend time around guns. You'll get used to the muzzle flash. You'll get used to the concussion of the noise, and you will be more comfortable about it. So that's what you need to do in the water. You spend more time in the water, and and you'll get better at it. You'll get more comfortable. But again, be careful when you're doing it. The water, sure. The water will kill you. Hey, what does de-jock mean? Oh, uh, it, it's a term that, as far as I know, it comes from buds, from SEAL training, where when you put your scuba gear on, they call it jocking up. So jock up in your gear. And then it, strap, it, yeah. it, in the SEAL teams, it becomes it's, it's a term that means any type of getting your clothes on. You're getting your yeah, gear on, getting your clothes so on, getting dressed. Putting your jock strap on. I don't know. That's, that's what it is. I don't know if that's where it comes from. I think I think it is. You, you can, but they used to play. You know that you remember that like little kids game Hangman. Yeah. Where you fill in the letters. Sure. Well, whenever the class would make a mistake, they would put they'd have jock up written on the board, mm-hmm. and they'd put one letter in, and then when you spelled out all of jock up, then they would make you do jock up drills. Which are not fun.
1: But it's just putting on stuff, your gear. (laughs) Yes,
0: but the jock up drills involve ridiculously stupid and hard calisthenic workouts with your entire gear loadout on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would, you know know what bear crawling is? Yeah. Yeah, so you had to bear crawl with twin 72 tanks on. (laughs) Uh, You know, we bear crawled to the chow hall. I mean it's a mile. It's, <laughs> I think I think our instructors got in trouble for making us bear crawl with um, You
1: can't do that, it's inhumane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they were like the Geneva convention called and yeah. said, Bro. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we had to bear crawl. In football we had to there was an incident in camp in football at UH one time. And um where we we're supposed to be you know, sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, lights out, whatever. Yeah. And the a guy who remained remain... No, I, his, his name is Tupu Alu-Alu. This is like when I was young. I mm. was like a freshman. Tupu Alu-Alu, Alu-Alu Samoian guy. And he... um, I I can say his name now because he admitted it afterwards, but before they were Otherwise, like...
0: we would have to keep his Yeah, 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 yeah It's totally classified. Tupu getting after him. Tupu, what, yeah. Tupu, Tupu, Tupu. Do. what do you do?
1: What, okay, so... People were messing about we were supposed to be in bed, so security comes or whatever, and like we all everyone hides some say, we uh it wasn't me, I wasn't doing it, and someone threw a sandwich at the security guard, hit him and it was this big incident the sand, you know in and of itself, throwing sandwich at the security guard that's more funny than anything, but we're supposed to be in bed, you know we're a football team, you can't do that, you know, so it was like, hey who who was this? If no one admits it, everyone's gonna get punished, so of course, everyone gets punished. We're doing bear crawls across across the field, nonstop. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I can relate to the bear crawl to the chow hall. It wasn't like, okay, bear crawl to here, and then bear, it was like, you're going all the way, I don't even know how many times we did it. One guy was like, was crying, saying, fess up, whoever did it, fess up, crying. Grown men crying. I don't like that guy. Nonetheless, so yeah, bear crawl, that's rough.
0: Bear crawl's no joke.
1: But I think jocking up is because you wear your jockstrap when you get in the game, like a jockstrap jock. You know,
0: maybe one of the old UDT guys that listens to the podcast will contact me and let me know where jock up came from. Yeah, my my money's, I don't my money's think on that. It's because of jock gearing up, no. gearing
1: up. Jockstrap is like the the manly. You know, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, telling I'm you, am not going down this road you. <laughs> well,
0: I'm not. It's not that I'm already down the road. I can't help that you dragged <laughs> you're not me along. Say, yeah. But I'm not going to agree with you. Right. I think you're wrong.
1: All right, there you go.
0: You have that right.
1: Um, yeah, there you go. Next question.
0: Yeah, let's go to the next question. I don't want right? to talk about that one anymore. You're you're, you're <laughs> losing me on it. <laughs>
1: What's the dichotomy in having an ego? When is it good, and when does it get to a point where you have to check your ego?
0: Okay, so the dichotomy is pretty clear. Um ego Drives you absolutely it makes you want to win it makes you want to perform well. It makes you proud of your achievements makes you want to be number one and Those are all good things and I fully fully Have those myself. I mean my ego will keep me up at night trying to win at some ridiculously meaningless thing in the world Especially when I was younger it was kind of stupid Um, but the ego can also get you in trouble, get you in trouble really, really quickly. For instance, I mean, you can, your ego can make you sabotage your coworker that's on the same team as you so that you can outshine them, right? That's ego. You can vote down a plan, a better plan because that plan isn't yours Mm -hmm. that's your ego you can chase some material items some thing, something that you don't really need maybe in some cases it might even be something that you don't actually even want Mm -hmm. and it's just fueling your ego Mm -hmm. which is which is a really bizarre thing to see it can (laughs) make you step on your subordinates right it can make you undercut your peers because that ego flares up. It can make you, your ego can make you dig in. Dig in on some stupid ideas that you've had. Those are the kind of things that ego do and all those things are negative. So, that's pretty clear to me where ego starts going sideways. And and I would say even though like my ego always fueled me to 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 wanna win. But I never was that out of control where I was like screw and screwing people over because I wanted to win. No, I wouldn't do that. That wasn't part of my personality. Wasn't I'm not that plus I was never really naturally good at much. So it wasn't like I was gonna win the only way I could beat people and things was by outworking them. Yeah. (laughs) Other than that I it would be hard for me.
1: Yeah, usually that kind of person who like you well the, the two kinds of people one who who is down to like screw someone over mm. or basically cheat you're, yeah. you're cheating yeah. is what you're doing it's like i want to be here i they don't necessarily want to quote unquote win because if you cheat it's not really winning That's you know the whole point. benefit of winning is like overcoming certain things you yeah. know but when you cheat it's like you're not overcoming I any you cheated you know whatever so it's less about it's more about you Understanding really what winning is, and that's what you like—the winning, you know.
0: Yes, yes. That's why.
1: So, like people who undermine, it, yes. you know, cheat and, and do this stuff, it's like they don't want to win. I'll, it's I'll give like, you a good
0: case in point. When I remember when when I was going to SEAL training, there was people, there was guys that would like brag about it. They were going through the same SEAL training class to me, same buds class to me, but they would like brag about it, and like you could hear them talking. To let's say some random person like yeah we're on the seal training I wasn't bragging about that I was like hey man I'm a lucky I'm here and I realized that a lot of those people quit mm-hmm. because they were comfortable they, they, they just being able to say like seal training they were already good with it they were like oh yeah I did what I'm supposed to do yeah so yeah. me I, I didn't want to do that right. I didn't want to say anything until I made it through yeah and so um yeah so so what I'm saying is W- similar to what you're saying they were satisfied just by being able to throw that out there right that was enough for them so exactly. for someone that's willing to cheat and win or they're e- they're willing to step on someone man that doesn't feel good to me that's never felt good to yeah. me like if I got to step on someone I don't even want it I don't want that victory don't yeah. want it
1: so the, it's like they want to some people want to look like they won and other people want to really win yeah of course that's really the difference yeah huh?
0: yeah yeah so Back to the ego point, when you start feeling like you're doing some of those negative things, that's when you've got to put your ego in check. That's what you got to support your coworker instead of sabotaging. That's when you got to pick the best plan out there instead of picking your own. That's when you say, you know what? I'm happy with what I have mm. instead of chasing things that I don't even need. You know what I'm talking about when people... like. If you ever – there's been something that you wanted even though you actually didn't even really want it but you just want it just because you – because it's pure ego. <laughs> pure ego.
1: Yeah. Like when you're in the weight room – well, in, growing up like lifting weights. Some guys would do this where they'd be lifting weights and you can see a lot of times in these like like a 24-hour fitness situation where you'd be lifting uh, – Guys will be lifting weights, mm-hmm. and then one guy will, he, he's over well, Dang, he's lifting kind of a lot. You'll see someone all of a sudden be doing that same exercise, like trying to lift more than that. He doesn't know him. He's are not lifting with him. He wasn't even doing that exercise. It wasn't even his workout, yes. but he'll like try to do it, you know? Yeah. Bro, you weren't even doing that exercise. <laughs> you weren't doing bench today. Yeah. And now you're doing bench, you yeah. know? So chasing it's, something
0: you don't even want. Don't even need it that need. day. Don't need it that day. Uh, That's another big one, is like when I talk about subordinates. Instead of cutting down your subordinates, you start lifting them up. You start making them shine. You start giving them the credit. Making them shine even brighter than yourself. That's that's the beautiful thing. When you can put your ego in check and you can make that happen. Making your own boss look good. Having an open mind to new ideas. Those are the things. That's how you put your ego in check. Those are the things that those are the those are the hallmarks of having your ego in check. Now, sometimes people don't know when they need to put their ego in check. And I think there's one really easy indicator to know when you need to just at least like do an assessment of your ego, and that is when you come into conflict with another person. Cuz <laughs> cuz yeah, a huge percentage of conflicts that you have with other people are ego. Yeah. Are their ego. And so, when you feel that conflict, whether it's about positioning, whether it's about an idea, whether it's about a plan, whether it's about—no matter what it's about—but if I'm in conflict with you on something, immediately I'm going to say, "Okay, wait a second. Is this your ego talking, Mm -hmm. or are you—is—is this business or is this ego?" And if you do that, you will find yourself—you know—any form of frustration or anger that you have. Just check your ego, and there's a good chance that you're gonna be able to take that thing, get a hold of it, and aggressively put it in check. It's hard. Your ego is a tough bastard. Yeah. Your ego, man, that thing wants the spotlight. It wants to shine, it wants the glory, and it's it's driven, you yeah. know? That's a lot of you high achievers out there, that's what's driving you, and that's not a bad thing. So when it comes time to harness that bad boy, it can be a challenge. <laughs> but yeah. it's very rewarding when you make it happen. It's it's rewarding in a long-term gratification. It's not immediate gratification Generally, you know you're giving you're giving your subordinates all the credit for some for some project that they did And and you know that you could actually know that you did the bulk of the work, Mm. but you give it away That's not gratifying immediately Mm. immediately is like yeah, that's right put the accolades on my head boss (laughs) that's immediate gratification that you're looking for no yeah. you say hey boss you know what don't put the accolades on my head look at my team let's crown them because they really did a great job yeah. and i'm just here to help them Th- there's no gratification in that but when you get feedback a week later a month later six months later people want to come and work for your team now your team gets picked for another project that's the long-term gratification that you get when you keep your ego in check yeah That ego and check people.
1: Yep. This year, I took extreme ownership over every detail and mistake on uh, of the roofing company I was starting. But instead of inspiring my employees, they just got entitled. Because of the because of this, the business almost ran into the ground. In addition, I got so worn down that my resolve almost collapsed. In your estimation, what did I do wrong?
0: So this is an example. I don't see this all the time, but I do see it sometimes. And what we have here is you know, clearly a guy steps up and says, you know what, I'm going to take ownership. I'm going to take extreme ownership, which is what I'm always encouraging people to do. Leif and I wrote the book. We yeah. called the book Extreme Ownership because that is the fundamental principle that we see as the common trait that makes people successful when they're taking ownership instead of blaming other people. So, that's what this guy did with the roofing company. Hey, I'm going to take ownership of all the mistakes. Mm. Now, the problem there is with the the concept of extreme ownership, it means taking ownership of the mistakes, taking ownership of the problems, but it doesn't stop there. That is simply where you start because the real true Ownership that you need to take is you need to take extreme ownership of the solutions of Implementing the solutions of creating and implementing the solutions. That's what you need to take ownership of so in a situation like this like for instance Oh, I took ownership of everything. So my team became entitled
2: Mm.
0: Now now first of all in in that statement in its own right If I say, hey, we failed because my team became entitled, what did I just do? (laughs) Blame them. I blame them for becoming entitled. Why did they become entitled? I allowed them to.
2: Mm.
0: What am I going to do to solve that? I either have to change the way I'm treating them. Maybe there's a couple cancers in there that have that attitude and I need to fire those people or replace them or get them retrained or put some ownership on them so that they realize, oh, okay, Oh, I'm going to get I'm going to lose my job if we're we're going to fail this mission or the company's going out of business if I don't do this right. So you got to, That's the mistake there. What do I So you've identified the problem, you have taken ownership of it. Hey, we we hey, we got to make sure we get our jobs done on time. Okay, boss. Well, you didn't order the gear in time and you didn't do this and now we're behind, so it's not our fault. And by the way, pay me. If that's the attitude your employees have, you got a problem as a leader. So what is the problem? How do you fix that problem? Um the, the the thing is about ownership is taking ownership of the problem doesn't fix the problem, mm. right? It doesn't fix the problem. You still have to come up with the solution. So that's what it is. It, it, when we talk about extreme ownership, we're definitely not just talking about owning the problems, but like I said, owning the solutions and owning the implementation and actually carry to its to its furthest stretch, to, to its furthest outcome. That's where you have to take extreme ownership of, mm. of. And this is the most important part. And obviously, I need to make this clear enough because this should be something that everyone fundamentally understands when they talk about extreme ownership. The, the most important part for you to own as a leader is the outcome is the end state. If you are not meeting your end state, that's what you have to take ownership of, that's what you have to make happen. Mm. So, that's it. You know, when when your company's not doing the right thing, yeah, you gotta take ownership of the mistakes that happen. You You got employees that are acting wrong, yeah, hey, it's my fault that they're acting wrong. You got deadlines that you're missing, yes, it's my fault that we missed the deadlines. Now you got to go back and ask yourself the question, how do I make the deadlines? How do I fix those employees? You got to solve those problems that are out there. Otherwise, extreme ownership doesn't do anything for you. And we've talked about this before as well. And that is that ex- taking ownership of things is not a it's not a a shelter. Right. <laughs> it's not it doesn't provide shelter. Yeah. It doesn't. It and some people think it does. They go, "Hey, you know what? Hey, we missed uh we missed uh we we failed on our mission. It's my fault." <laughs> Okay, so you know, let's move on. No, no, no. Actually, no, we don't move on. You failed in your mission. How are you going to fix it? Yeah. Uh, extreme ownership does not d- does not give you any mercy whatsoever. That's what's hard about it. And by the way, the thing that the thing that extreme ownership that makes it hard is because the the previous question it attacks your ego, because when you say, "Hey guys, this is my fault," you're not just saying, "Hey guys, this is my fault." Let's move on. You're saying this is truly. My fault. Yeah. We failed because of me, and these yeah. are the things we're going to do to fix it. And I'm going to own it until we get it done.
1: Yeah, dang. Yeah, that it kind of makes sense. Like it is one of those all or nothing things, you know, where extreme you can, It's it's just funny how you put it, you know, where you're like, I did my extreme ownership. The rest yep. is up to you guys, yep. kind of thing. You can't really do that.
0: And this question is 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 a really good question, and I appreciate it because you can see the guy. Um, that asked it. He clearly is motivated, wants to do well, right. but he he. And again, my fault for not explaining this well enough. He thought that just taking ownership would solve the problem. No, yeah. you have to take ownership and solve the problem. The, I, matter of fact, the the taking ownership part is the initial part that lets the rest of it happen, and and that's why we emphasize it so much because most people they just don't take owner. They're not even close. Yeah, the, this guy, he's close. He's taken ownership now. He's got to realize, okay, I took ownership. I realize that it's my fault. And again, it's not just him saying, "Uh, uh, well, it's my, it's my company, so it's my fault." And so, I I hope this works out. No, I don't hope anything. You fix it. You make it happen. And I again, I appreciate this question because I could see in his earnest asking of the question, like he's like, "Man, what yeah, what, what did, did I, I do, do wrong? wrong? Yeah. What did I do wrong?" Here's what you did wrong. You know, you you made the first step, which is the hardest step. That's the positive here. One of the most positive things about this guy is he's made the hardest step, which is, okay, this is my fault. The follow-on is what he missed. Now, how do I fix it? What do I do to implement it? You got lackadaisical entitled employees. That is your fault. So how do you fix them? Because mm-hmm. if you're lackadaisical and entitled around me, that means I'm doing something wrong. That means you don't understand the mission. You don't understand why we're doing what we're doing. You don't understand why it's important to meet the deadline on this roof so we can move on to another one so that we can collect money to pay for our next one. There's all kinds of reasons that you could tell people why these things are important. Mm-hmm. And if you have people that you, they know exactly why they're doing what they're doing and they still aren't getting in the game, you need to find some more people to come and work for you. Yeah. Some different people. Some people with better attitudes and bring them on board with the right attitude.
1: Yeah, this... Um... Even to add to why this is such a good question is this is exactly what people are scared of with the extreme ownership. It's like, dang, if I take extreme ownership over everything, they're going to take advantage or they're going to, you know, be entitled or whatever. That I think, I mean, even thinking about it, that's what I'd be afraid of, that's yeah. what I am afraid of,
0: you know. And, and I will tell you, having done this my whole career, when you take ownership of things – People don't, There, there's a small chance there's a couple knuckleheads like these, the idiots that this guy has working for him that are entitled. Now, I shouldn't say that because he may have provided the environment right, to right. become, like he might have been the easy button. And every time they say, hey boss, I can't finish, hey boss, I can't come in late today. Can you finish up that roof by yourself? <laughs> and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take ownership of this, right? He goes, okay, I'm going to take ownership. Don't worry about it. I got it. Now he does that four days in a row, he's worked 16 hour days, he's starting to get broken mentally and physically. You ever right. done roofing before? Yeah. Have you ever done any roofing? Yeah, yeah. that's hard yeah. work, yeah. especially in the summertime when the blazing sun, 14, yeah. 16 hour a day, I had to do, I pulled a chimney off my uh, little, just, uh, chimney off my roof one time, I thought I was gonna be able to just patch the roof. No, I had to strip like, a third of my roof on my house. And then I'm up there, we got rainstorms coming. I'm up there, okay, I gotta roof this whole thing in the next what is it, eighteen hours? Get some. Yeah. So roofing is hard work. Yes, sir. And if if you don't take the if you don't if you don't get these employees in the right mindset, if they're not part of the team If they're not on board, how are you going to fix that? And and what I was going to say is if you become the easy button all the time, then that allows them. It fosters the attitude of, hey, you know what? Uh, This is on Jocko. He's the one that he's still got to pay me. Like, no, actually, let me tell you how it really works. You know how I pay you regardless of what you do? Well, eventually, I don't pay you anything because you don't work here and I don't have a business anymore. So if that's where you're at, I don't want you here. And I will do this myself, and I'll, I'll schedule my jobs appropriately so I can do it all myself. If you want to get in the game and be part of this team, which you should, then this is what I need from you. Here's the expectations. This is why. Mm-hmm. Because next year, this year, we did 14 roofs. Next year, I want to do double that. And that means I'm going to get you a crew that's going to work for you and you're going to make bump your pay up a little bit. I'm going to get you moving along and get you promoted. Maybe sometime you'll have two or three teams working for you. Do you want to do that or do you want to continue being the guy that's hauling shingles all day? Are you in the game with me or not? Are you part of this gig? See, so you got to get in their heads. You got to get them out of that mindset and into the right mindset so that you can dominate.
1: Yeah, I feel like that extreme ownership kind of provides that too, you know, where if like how you've always said, if you're like blaming them, overtly blaming them, they're like, Oh, this guy's not on my team, they uh-huh. have that feeling. But if they're like if he's taking the responsibility, it's like, oh dang, this guy's kinda on my team. Yeah, I do want to do all that. Classic, for you.
0: classic exa- you're right. Classic example. If I approach you and I'm like, Echo, dude, you're just entitled.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you're entitled. Yeah, okay. You don't have a good attitude. What attitude mm-hmm. do you have now? Yeah. What what attitude do you have now? Now you're like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm entitled. Mm. What you, I'm entitled? Mm. Yeah, you're damn right I'm entitled because look at what I've been doing. I've been, no. Whereas if I, if I take a different approach with you and say, man, look, I think you've got a lot of potential. You know, I think you've got, a lot of, you know, you've got a lot of things going on at home, and I know you've got that girlfriend, and I know you're doing this and that, but you know what? I think you've got some potential here. Let me tell you what it's going to lead. You know, mm-hmm. I know you don't want to be carrying shingles for the rest of your life and on your knees smacking nails, right? But maybe you could be running a crew. And this is how I want to grow. Do you kind of want to get in the game with me? Because I think you might. You see what I'm saying? That's all it takes. (laughs) You understand me. Yes. (sighs) Good question. Thanks and good luck with that company. Small business owners getting after. It's hard running a small business. It's hard work. You are the buck stops with you whether you like it or not. Mm. Because even if you. Hey, you know what? Even if you don't want to take extreme ownership. If you're a small business owner. Eventually, you, you, you it's do, gonna get put you, on it's, you. It's on you. Yeah. It is on you. So it's it's uh, it's great. I love I love the small business owners uh, getting after it out there. For
1: sure. Next question: Thoughts on how to deal with toxic slash negative people?
0: Oh, those people. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, it's important to recognize that those people exist. Everywhere, and everybody's got to deal with me. If you run into one of these people, don't get all surprised as if they're a lone ranger out there being negative. No, mm-hmm. there's negative rangers all over the place. <laughs> so I, we got to you got to know how to deal with them, and it's so so when you're dealing with someone like that, first of all, confronting them, of course, as you can probably predict, is not usually the best. Option because all you're doing is you're you're attacking their heavily defended position, which which is not good so one of the techniques that I use when dealing with these kind of people is I absorb I absorb their critiques I absorb their Toxicity. I absorb their negativity. Now, obviously, this takes a little bit of strength, right? You can't be taking stuff personally. You have to, in order to learn how to absorb things, you gotta say, okay, I'm just doing this for the team, right? Mm-hmm. But it looks like, for instance, when they say, oh, this is horrible. I don't say, no, it's not horrible. I don't just go right back at them. I say, yeah, you know what? We definitely got some room for improvement, right? So I kind of just deflect it, and I kind of just <laughs> absorb, absorb it. it, right? Absorb it a little bit. Because what they want to do is they're lashing out, right? They're throwing the negativity. They like those explosions. They like to see it hit something and blow up. they That's what they're doing. That's how yeah. they roll. So you're going to absorb. You're going to catch it and pull it in, right? So when they're like, oh, we can never do this, I don't say, we can absolutely do this, no, because you didn't. You're just go, you're going to create the explosion that they're looking for. Instead, I'm saying, you know what? We might not be able to do it. But I'm, I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to give it a good, solid try. I'm going to yeah, try and yeah. make it happen, right? So we're just deflected it a little <laughs> bit, and they're going to throw you some other negative thing. And you know, if they say oh, this is stupid, I don't say no. This is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. I don't do that. Don't go head to head. I'm going to say, you know what? There's definitely some room for improvement the next time around. You're right, a hundred percent. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you just got deflected. And those reactions, they disarm these ultra negative people. And it kind of takes their their fight from them. And it also makes them look like emotional extremists. So with the group, right? When somebody right. calls that out in the group. And they're coming across all extreme, and you just absorb it and negate it a little bit. It negates their view, or it—I shouldn't say negate because negate means like totally cross out. When you just absorb it and deflect it a little bit, the rest of the team goes, "Oh, yeah, you know, oh, Echo, he's just super emotional. He's a right. negative." They see him for what he is, yeah. which help is helpful for you, right? And then once I'm done absorbing their attacks and taking some of those shots no big deal then i'm going to start to override them somewhat with some with some positivity which is going to be directed at them right so they were all negative but i'm going to say hey what you did there really worked well or you know hey you good job on that i don't know I, I never could have figured that out like you did right mm-hmm. so i'm going to start start getting in their head a little bit and start filling their head with some positive stuff. That's right. That's what I'm going to do. Man, you figured that out better than anybody. Nicely done. And I'm bringing them from the dark side over to the light. That's what I'm doing. I'm bringing them over. <laughs> and actually, I used to have the funniest uh, one of my favorite guys in the SEAL teams. He was my He was my. First deployment to Iraq, he was the senior enlisted guy in our task units, and and actually, we're just bros. But when one of us would start getting a little off the reservation on something, like it's getting all addicted to some idea or something, the other one we would <laughs> we would be looking like I'd be telling him like We need to do this, and this is bullshit. We need to do," and he'd look at me like he'd be like, "Come back, come, <laughs> come back, come back to the light. Come on, come on. we're over here. It's okay." We're all gonna be okay. So when I would start getting negative, he would start pulling me back to the light, right? And mm-hmm. same thing with with me with him. He would get he would get all you know, get all. Matter of fact, he's the guy. Um, remember when we talked about well, simplify, it, repeat. That yeah, guy? no, yeah, simplify, amplify. amplify, and repeat. That's <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. him. <laughs> he would also have to bring me back from the dark side, and I have to do it to him too if he started getting a little too negative. Um, it, <laughs> good times, but. The, the the last thing I want to do with someone that's being super negative is I am actually want to I want to give them some ownership.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: want to give them some ownership, some ability to make changes, some ability to have some kind of a positive impact on the mission. So I'm gonna pick something that I think they can step up and handle, right? Something that is within their grasp and realm and ability. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give it to them. And and then I'm gonna give them. I'm going to give them, I'm going to kind of overload them with help and with assistance and with guidance to make sure that they win. And that's going to start spinning them in a more positive direction. Yeah. So that's my way to deal with the big negative people out there. Just absorb and yeah. slowly counter.
1: I like that how you're, you'd be like, hey, I like how you figured that out. And I said this before, but a good one is to be like, to say, Hey, that's what I like about you. You're real, whatever X Y Z. You know, you not that feeling like because people said that to me. That's what I like about you. You're real, whatever. You know, and it makes you want to like continue to be that. You know, and you're, you're like, hey, he thinks I'm you know a problem solver. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be aware and just continue yep. to solve problems. You know,
0: you you put the self fulfilling prophecy in their own head. Yeah, the positive things that you want them to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good, a good one. times. Jocko.
0: Next question. Next question. John Let's do it.
1: I'm an INTJ personality. My drive slash ideas often cause friction with superiors. How can I use my strengths without creating division?
0: Okay. I. So for this one, I, I kind of had to look up this stuff to remember exactly what it was. And the like the INJT or INTJ stuff is... In introverted, intuitive thinking, judging, this is part of this um, B- Myers-Briggs type indicator that refers to one of 16 psychological types, right? So it's sort of a graph that you can figure out these what type of, of 16 different psychological types that there are. And so, so for this one in particular, this INJT, which like I said is introverted, intuitive thinking and judging and I went to the interwebs for this sure and it said that as an INTJ your primary mode of living is focused internally internally where you take things in primarily via your intuition your secondary mode is external where you deal with things rationally and logically so speaking of self-fulfilling prophecies this is kind of one of them and uh, you know as far as i'm concerned your personality and anyone's personality is not set in stone by by any stretch and of course can you have some natural tendencies as a person of course you, you you do have some natural tendencies and if your brain was on autopilot you would steer towards those personality traits even more but luckily our brain is not on autopilot and you have your hands on the wheel and you can control your mind and you can in this case you know step back and 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 get a grip on things that you know according to the question that cause friction right if as if as an ingat you are supposedly too demanding and these are little quotes that they had if you're too demanding or not open to other people or not open to other ideas here's what you do real simple get less demanding (laughs) right if you have a hard time listening to other people listen to other people if you and this was another quote I got from the INJT personality matrix, if you are supposed to have a low tolerance of emotion of in others, then get more tolerance for emotions in others. This isn't hard. You identified what the issues are. You've heard me say this all the time. Listen to other people, treat them with respect. These things are not doing that, so do them. Mm-hmm. That's that's really simple there's no reason to you for you to fulfill this prophecy of being a person that's not open to others ideas a person that's not that has low tolerance for other people there's there's no reason for you to be overly demanding you don't have to be this way just because that's your personality type allegedly that doesn't mean you have to be that way hey this is kind of like um you know the 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 horoscope signs Right, sure. And I, do people even talk about those anymore?
1: I don't know. My dad Well, what is it? Horoscope or horoscope. astrology? What, astrology. Or, well, right. Well, All there, that stuff. is that the
0: same thing? Yeah, or it's is the same different. Thing. Yeah. Well, you read your horoscope, but the, As- the it's based on it's astrology. based on the the magic of astrology. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. People still do that. So. So sure. when I, well, look, when I it, does, it hasn't happened to me in a while, but when I was younger, um, people would say, you know, like, oh, what what sign are you? Mm. And I'd say, uh, I'm. You know, I'm a Scorpio. And they'd say, t- Oh, I knew it. I could <laughs> tell you were a Scorpio. Yeah. You got, uh, yeah, I totally pegged you as a Scorpio. I saw that. And I go, Actually, I'm, I'm not a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say, You know, actually, I'm a Libra. And they'd go, Oh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. You're a Libra all the way. Definitely. Because you have this and you're that. And I'd go, Actually, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a Virgo and then they wouldn't trust me anymore and think right. I was a bastard and whatever but uh, my point is according to some random zodiac calendar it's you can place those like overlays on anybody and you can kind of make them fit and that's what i'm saying is like i'm not saying that the that the ENTP or ESJ or LMNOP or whatever I'm not saying that the Myers-Briggs thing is just wrong I think it's I think it's good to have a framework I think it's fine to have a framework and say oh yeah I recognize this trade in myself or yeah I recognize that trade myself or I recognize that trait in someone else and then you can deal with it I think that's good, but what I don't what I don't accept is saying this is what I am and therefore um, I'm not gonna change no yeah. wrong answer yeah. if we all just accepted who we are, you know You're, you're not gonna make any progress, you know, mm-hmm. so you find some weaknesses in your personality, and you fix them. That's That's what I'm saying adapt yourself evolve get better stop creating fiction friction stop Creating division be humble listen take input all those things and and I'll tell you one last thing is if you really are uh, the the INTJ, then that means that you're smart, it means you're thinking, it means you're pragmatic, it means you're an analytical person, you're supposed to be, all those things. So if you are, then realize that in order to be a successful member of the team, you need to put all those little characteristics into check, (laughs) pragmatically, and make it happen. I was reading about that
1: very recently about INJt J- and all that. It, the
0: Myers Myers well, Introvert, the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah.
1: Introvert, extrovert, and yeah. So there's that framework, and and but as it turns out, it's like a bell curve mm-hmm. where most people are somewhere in the middle, and you kind of bounce in the middle there. Mm-hmm. So there's extreme introverts for sure, extreme extroverts, but usually it's you, you're in the middle you know yeah. cool there's a framework cool another thing with that is is just like i said the self-fulfilling thing mm-hmm. so uh I like, this a, and i always like say this just to my friends whatever the different like feeling a certain way you, i don't think you should have too much guilt in feeling a certain way like you know sometimes they will be like dang I've, i felt like I don't know. I felt prejudiced or something like that. And it's because those feelings come from a bunch of things that, that a lot of time you can't control, but behavior is different. Mm. So you can feel one thing and behave. If your behavior is just based straight up on your feelings, then that's like, that's kind of whack. You know, you got to be smarter where, okay, you have these natural feelings. Cool. So you're an intro, I whatever. And you, so yeah, you might tend to have certain types of feelings or lack of tolerance for this, or you're not tolerant for, you know, this or that. So, when you're like, hey, I'm this, therefore, it gives me a pass to behave yeah, this exactly. way. It's like, dang, bro, you can't do that, man. No. And if you're intuitive, but shouldn't you kind of know that? <laughs> I guess. I, I would think. I would hope so. But, yeah, so, again, there's a difference between, like, feelings and behavior. And usually I would be – you know how you say, like, yeah, if you want a tough – if you want to be tougher be tougher you yeah know? a lot of times i'd be like well there's more to it than that and there is really but no. bro, in this case in a way bro you can really look at it literally like that if you have a lack of tolerance for emotional bro just tolerate it mm-hmm. bro you you self i think people do self-diagnose and, and give themselves a pass and i know we de- kind have i think we yeah. do it naturally too because i know this i put it real ambiguously because i don't call anyone out but the I know this family where uh, the little girls growing up, they're like, uh, they kept telling her, hey, you're acting this way because you have, uh," I don't know, I forget what I think, Asperger's or something. Something, something, yeah. yeah, He goes, oh, that's just your thing. And they didn't like cultivate anything. They they were just like real dismissive about it. That's it. And then now every time she acted up, she wouldn't like try to curb her behavior. Mm -hmm. She'll act up and be like, that's just my whatever, my Asperger's or whatever that she like yeah. embraced it still behaved you know in whatever way she felt like behaving and then yeah. just kind of put it on the Asperger's
0: yeah you can. it's mind control yeah man it's mind control you got I mean obviously you get some people that have some significant you know uh mental problem okay mm-hmm. I understand but like this person that's writing a logical question they got mind control. They just need to say, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna be more open to other people's emotions. I'm gonna listen to other people's ideas. Ready? Yeah. Go. Do it now. Yeah. Oh, I'm rejecting Echo's Echo's idea at point blank range. Okay, that's a signal. Yeah. I need to not do that. Yeah, Echo, no. I am open to your idea. Let me hear it. Right. Yeah. It's that easy.
1: Yeah, that's just my INTJ acting up. I, <laughs> I gotta, you know, I gotta check that. Gotta check that. Yeah, the feelings versus behavior thing. Um, I think is. Well, it's one of those things where when you know the problem, that's like, because this person's obviously ahead of the game because yeah. they know, yeah, you know, sure, they know this sure. is what's causing, okay, I, I can, you know, I can identify yeah. when I feel that stuff coming on. Very important. Like it's an ailment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an ailment. It's good. It's dope. All right. Next question.
0: Next question. Is this the last this one? going up? Yeah, I think it's maybe make this the last one huh
1: okay jocko we all know bad things happen to good people sometimes how do you deal how do you deal when those things happen to people around you
0: very true that sometimes bad things horrible things happen to to good people and i don't i don't know why but life isn't fair that that's that's the reality and disease like cancer and ms and horrible diseases and accidents and these things a, a good person in the wrong place in the wrong time can end up just a victim of 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 fate and and of reality, and it can be horrible and heart wrenching. But when those bad things happen. To people around you what are you going to do how are you going to lead are you going to get angry are you gonna get frustrated are you gonna lash out at people who who are you gonna lash out at anyways are, are you gonna start going down the spiral of negativity are you going to let this horrible situation dictate the way you feel and the way you handle it? Are you going to fall over and fall down and fall apart? Or or are you going to lead? are you going to face this issue with courage and with resolution I say lead lead step up to the challenge be the one that other people look to absorb that impact absorb that negativity draw fire draw fire that's that's when a member of a platoon for for tactical reasons steps into the open to draw enemy fire maybe to give another part of his team a, the chance to move or or distract the enemy but that's what i say draw fire bring that pain to me i can handle it when when maybe others cannot and when when bad things are happening i am going to try and be the one good thing the thing standing tall that can be relied upon because i know that that attitude will spread it will bolster those around me and and we will fight And in fighting, we will win. And if not the battle, and if not the war, we will win because our spirit, it will never surrender. And that, that is the ultimate victory, to hold your head high and even, even in the face of inescapable defeat, to stand and to fight, that is to win. And I think that's all I've got for tonight echo yes let's close this thing out a little bit before we do that though let's talk about how the people that are listening to this if you want to listen to more of it what's the best way to support the podcast what's the best way to get in the game here with the boys the help us keep rolling this thing out. What's the best way to go?
1: I what do, do want to clarify, get in the game means a lot. Yeah. Because you're getting in the game and flourishing in the game, really. And to do that, you may or may not need supplementation <laughs> if you do. <laughs> you like that? Like a little, like where uh, you went there? what do you call it, like a transition? Anyway, um, so supplementation, right? I need more creel
0: oil, by the way. You should have told me that before we met today. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to right
1: now. Mm-hmm. Um nonetheless, on it, on it has best supplements. Everyone knows that. I think. I think everyone knows that by now. But if you want ten percent off and you're new to on it, or even if you have on it stuff and you'll just when you're getting more, you want ten percent off, go on com slash jocko, ten percent off. If you really want to step up your supplementation game, I think I mentioned this like once before, but nonetheless, it's called stay on it. So you know how I don't have creole mm-hmm. oil right now? Yes. I I didn't stay on it. You so stay. stay on it is boom you hit you, it's like the monthly recurring. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, and in this case it's like um it's good because it is one of those things that you need to come back. Yep. Every month. You need you need creole. Yeah.
0: Every month every month yeah
1: <laughs> and like warrior bars you need varying levels yeah, of warrior yeah. bars per yeah. month you know
0: sometimes more sometimes less, sometimes less it's true
1: but yeah on it.com slash jaco 10% off boom check out all their stuff very good also amazon trooper tool does not work anymore <laughs> the trooper In any case tool has you didn't been know. destroyed
0: by the empire
1: yeah which you know it had a good run and you know cool but nonetheless we are still doing the amazon thing and people do support through amazon which is good very good. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. So what does it cost them to support the podcast through Amazon? It costs three seconds of their time. That's appreciated.
1: And that's just a one-time investment. Potentially, if you, you know, you save it to the, you click on, okay, you go to the website, com or com, Click on the Amazon link before you do your shopping. It'll take you, you know. To, the Am- to Amazon. Save that. Save the resulting links in like a bookmark.
0: Is a favorite bookmark.
1: Favorite. Yeah, yeah, bookmark man. So you can support every time you, sh- you shop. doesn't cost you nothing. That initial three seconds of your life. You know, a lot of people have been doing that, and that's that's solid right there. Thank you. Um, but yeah, do it that way. You can support. And also, subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. And subscribe on YouTube. Mm. I know I've been saying this for a while.
0: <laughs> I know. you're you're actually um trust level i know man you're you're, you're starting to cost yourself there i know bro. i think it's my fault actually no man you've be been
1: you've been giving me trust and bro i haven't been throwing it back at what i don't know nonetheless i know i've been saying it
0: I'm where you're some, getting as you're going to make more videos I'm is that what you're going to say yeah now uh, yeah i'm going to tell you just trust me on this Everybody that listens to this podcast wants you to make more videos. Don't feel any pressure about that. Maybe that's just not you. Maybe <laughs> you just don't you know you don't want to make it happen. That's okay yeah no, I really no, no, want no. you to know that we all all of us we all want you to make more videos. That's the vote from us troopers over here right. so you got your thing you know hopefully you can find some time hopefully. and right. make some badass videos
1: all right i'll um I'll try. Thanks for calling them badass. The well, they Shoot, are Shoot, that's mo- bro, that's motivating. Thanks, bro. <laughs> well,
0: hopefully it can motivate you enough that yeah. you find some discipline <laughs> to make some
1: more videos for the, for us. Okay. I'll I'll do it. Um but yeah,
0: YouTube subscription <laughs> and subscribe to the podcast. Right? Yeah. You got to subscribe to the podcast. That's right, the on most iTunes, basic, right? On iTunes, yeah. Yeah, that's the most basic level of of joining yeah the movement yeah is that tuesday night maybe around 11 o'clock
1: depending on where you are
0: depending on where you are maybe it's two o'clock in the morning wednesday night a little icon comes up with a little one next to it (laughs) (laughs) that you got a new a new podcast to listen to which is which is good to go
1: yeah that one is um What do you call that? It's like a cue or something, and what they expect is what's called the variable reward. Anyway, that's a whole different thing.
0: Nonetheless, you brought up variable reward. Go. What is this? (laughs) Is this like the endorphins thing where you see it and you get all excited?
1: Yeah, kind of. So variable reward. It's like when you. It's like uh, uh, the really the iconic case is any like Facebook or whatever you see the one the the the, the alert you know like it's something I don't know what it is. It could be someone talking good about me. It could be someone inviting me to play a game. It's a variable reward. Like it could be a, mm. a, a, a something with a high payoff, could be low payoff, but I know it's something. You know, I don't and know what it is. Excited. Well,
0: they get they want to click on it. In yeah. this case, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm I know it's going to be a high value reward yeah. when I see that little one. Mm. I go yes, I get to listen to the podcast, and I know it, some people said it was weird. I listened to the podcast. I have to listen to the podcast so I know, A, what we talked about, B, what we could do better, yeah, C, where we need to get better, yeah, all those things. So I got to listen to it.
1: Yeah, sometimes even when people, you know, like um, a lot of times okay, the podcast comes out the next day, a lot of a lot of us on Twitter are <laughs> bringing up stuff, yeah. you know, that you said or, yeah. or what I whatever. And you'd be like, oh, wait, yeah, I didn't know it came off like that. Whether it's true or not or whatever, it's kind of like, so when you listen to it, you're like way more in tune.
0: Now, this might be a backhanded compliment or not. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But when you say something cool on the podcast, everybody loves it. Everyone goes nuts. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that you don't say cool things often because I I think you say a lot of cool things. But the ones that people capture... And they go, well, yeah. Echo said this, and they do like they just flood the interwebs with Echo Charles's greatness.
1: Yeah, you know what that's like. It's like when a two-year-old says like a word, or like a one and a half-year-old says a word, <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and it's yeah. like, oh, oh my gosh, they said, "I love you." <laughs> like, uh, everyone says, "I love you." It's just the fact. It's not much. What expected. did you say before
0: we recorded? You said something like pretty legit before we recorded today. What did you say? I don't know. Yeah, you do know what you said. Uh, you should know. say it again. You get all the people excited. <laughs> anyway,
1: <sighs> it might have been something about the Jocko it, store. It was a gem. I don't remember.
0: Okay. Always record. I Always know. record. All the you know. tenacious D fans out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. Nonetheless,
1: Jocko store, we could talk about that. That's a good way to get in the game for sure. That's where all the shirts and stuff are. <laughs>
0: that was a really built-up like, t- moment.
1: <laughs> I'm saying t- here, and here's the thing about the shirts: we try to put some emphasis on multiple layers of shirts. You know how what's on the shirt? There's a there's a hidden or not so hidden meaning. So you know, a lot of times, you know, you know the meaning. You know, if you listen to this and you're kind of in the game, you know the meaning. You know, but it's not just a shirt with a design. There's meaning behind
0: it. So.
1: That's so why. So
0: so so, if you listen, then you know, <laughs> right? Basically, yeah, exactly. if you listen, and if you, you don't listen, sure. then it makes no sense.
1: Uh, it makes less sense, put it that way. But yes, yeah. exactly right. There
0: could so, be some. There could be some shirts that make no sense to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's. Like, did you see? So I I put out the uh my old band when I was a kid, and I tweeted this picture. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. The T-shirt that we had made my buddy had the silk screen still. So I held it up to the light. I took a picture. I posted it. The name of the band was Bronson's Children. <laughs> As in Charles Bronson. Right. Who when I was a kid, Charles Bronson, I, I thought that he was the man. And I thought he was the cuz he had awesome movies, but that yeah. I didn't care about that. He was a war hero. He was a yeah, he yeah. was in the World War Two, he Purple Heart. He was a tail gunner. Just a just a, a badass guy. And so we, me and my buddies, we thought Charles Bronson was the man. Yeah. So we had our band. We called the Bronson's Children. <laughs> <laughs> so we run that shirt.
1: People, Ooh, that might be something.
0: People are going to Th- like, but who's going to look at that and no have any idea what that? They're
1: going to be like, hey, that kind of looks like Charles Bronson. No, kind it doesn't of. even
0: kind of look like Charles. It straight up looks like Charles Bronson. That <laughs> yeah, is Charles Bronson. Well, yeah, they, I won't, if know, we get they sued won't know though. They will know by deep. the estate of Charles Bronson. I don't know his likeness. Yeah, we'd be definitely using his likeness. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but b- actually, but his wife Jill Ireland, she's she died as well. I don't know who's. I don't know. I don't know who's left the, the Bronson family. I don't know. Maybe we could that be a good way to get in contact with them. Start yeah. producing their shirts and get sued by them.
1: Yeah, the, so Bronson's children would get sued, okay? oh. you know, because you're Bronson's children. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. No, no variable <laughs> reward there. Um, the yep, okay. I think the shirts are cool, currently. The Bronson and Children one, that's that's a, that's a deep one, too. That's good. Um, but they, and they have layers, like I said. And I'm saying that's a good way to support. If you don't like the shirts, don't get the shirts. I would say go to go go, jacostory.com. Go there. Look at the shirts. If you don't like them, don't get nothing. But just look. Could you get a rash guard there? <laughs> if you're so inclined to get a rash guard, you can get a rash guard for sure. The rash guards are good. I think that's almost like on a factual level. Where they're good
0: well, there's a lot of people that are are have experienced the 19% increase in their jiu-jitsu skills Yep, or strength levels and
1: running so <laughs> I Had a what sucks email. is
0: so now all my training partners or at least a lot of them are wearing trooper rash guards when they fight me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm having to fight these guys that are coming at me and they all look the same. They're all monster guys with trooper t shirt or trooper rash guards on. Yep. It's not fun. I'm getting beat up by my own people. Yep, nineteen percent <laughs> more than you were Yeah, nineteen yeah. percent more. Oh.
1: It's rough, man. It's rough Boom. being Jocko sometimes. The um but yeah, the rash guards guy had a good con- like kind of email conversation and um he's telling me how he wakes up in the morning does a run? This is in. Oh man, I'm totally forgetting where it was. But the, just kind of the serenity, mm-hmm. contrasted with the trooper Rash guard It was, it was nice. Nonetheless, you know, uh, the the Rash guards are good if you're into it. Jiu-jitsu, surfing, running, CrossFit.
0: And I know you thought of this. And I know we thought of this, but you know, it's October right now. Yeah. 2016, and we need, we need hoodies. Yeah. What, what's the status? Can you please update me? Two weeks. So by, by Halloween?
1: By the end of the month, yeah.
0: People are going to need trooper hoodies for Halloween. <laughs> Just FYI, <laughs> myself included. Yeah, yeah. We are going to need them.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, hoodies coming out. Um, We went. I did like a, it wasn't a poll. What do you do? I, you know, you can do a poll on Twitter. Uh-huh. But all I, I said, pull over or zip up. Pullover one,
0: yeah, for sure. I strangely you didn't even I ask like me. Well, yeah, that's jacked up. Amen. Yeah,
1: actually, I asked you a long time ago when it was just like a theory, oh, like okay. an idea, and you were like my pullover, theory, theory but I didn't correct. agree. But I didn't agree. I was like pullover, cool. Hawaii, you don't know the you zip, don't know zip up, that kind. but yeah, I, I think they're both cool for sure. But um, pullover one, yeah, kind of by a landslide too. Yeah,
0: no it's doubt. crazy, no, no doubt.
1: Um, nonetheless, so yeah, over There you go. On the way two weeks. Uh they should be solid. Um and then, you know, other stuff, some girls' tanks, t shirts coming out. Um
0: Girls t shirts. Girls t shirts. You're getting abused by the girls.
1: Uh we'll just say persuaded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see them roughing you up. Persuaded.
1: They chose not to flank, but persuaded nonetheless. Okay. You know, they're they're all about the direct action for sure. Um so some women's stuff on there and more and then some patches. Um. Again, with the the size of the Velcro patches, the two by three is on the way. Right now, they're four by four across three inches down. That's big for the standard Velcro interchangeable, right? Right. Yeah. So just know that
0: two um, by threes are on the way.
1: Yeah. Good. I mean, this you know four by three is fine, I guess, but not for if you're interchangeable and you got the two by three. No, thing. not for,
0: for all the military guys and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. They need. They need 3 by 2 And this is, I should have told you that and made it a little more clear. Yeah. But, anyways. Nonetheless. We live and we
1: learn. Yeah. So, the main thing, go there. JockoStore.com is uh, just the store with everything. Again, if you don't like it, don't get it. But look, you might like that one. Mm. And bumper stickers. Anyway. And also,
0: on Amazon, you can go and get yourself some Jocko White tea. Yeah. And it sell it sold a lot better. <laughs> it sold. It's, it's selling amazing. And we got a massive order on the way. And we've also got some restock coming. So it came originally in these really nice tins that cost a lot of money to make. And so that's cool. You want to have one of those tins. But if you're doing your reload, you're going to be able to buy in the next few weeks, you're going to be able to buy a reload, a box oh with right. 100 in it. A hundred. So you don't need like another. You don't tin. need another tin. You can yeah, use the yeah, same yeah, tin, yeah, refill okay. it. Gotcha. So that's common. And you know what? If you're uncertain of whether or not you need the white tea, it's real easy. You go to Amazon and you read, you go to Amazon and you read the reviews, and you <laughs> will be convinced <laughs> yeah. because they are perfectly The, the Jocka White Tea is performing miracles. <laughs> yes, it, it, yeah. across the board. Out, yeah. So those are awesome. Go read those. They're funny as hell. So and let's see also if you haven't gotten extreme ownership book by myself and my brother leif babin just go ahead and and grab that book and own that book take extreme ownership of the book extreme ownership and you'll be good to go and and also if you have it but there's other people that need it sometimes you need to take ownership of that situation as well and you just need to buy them a copy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also Extreme Ownership, The Muster, in San Diego, California, October 20th and 21st. It's a leadership conference. We're going to be talking about combat leadership and the application of those principles from combat and how you use them on the battlefield, how you use them in business, and how you use them in life. So register. Come on out. We'll see you then. It's getting close. Obviously, Leif's going to be there. Andrew Paul, who's on the podcast, is going to be there. Echo Charles will be in the house. So come on out and let's let's crush that. As always, if you do want to keep it real, 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 with Echo and with myself, we kind of roll deep on the interwebs. And we're there on Twitter. For me, primarily Twitter. Also, Instagram. Also, that Facebook is there. And we're both on. Echo is at Echo Charles, and I am at Jocko Willink. And last but not least, thank you out there. You listening, engaging, Troops overseas and that are deploying overseas to hunt down evil. Thank you. Police and law enforcement with an incredibly hard job risking your lives to keep us safe. Thank you. Firefighters, of course, that literally run toward fire. Thank you. You and to the working men and women building, creating, fixing, buying, selling, designing, making this world. Thanks to each of you for what you are doing. For doing your bit. The best you can. And... Finally, thank you all for getting after it. And so, until next time, this is Echo and Jocko. Out.